Welcome to Couch Talk. Today's guest does wonderful work empowering young girls. And she makes me think of Gandhi's quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. I'm Saman Essen. I'm the executive director of Girls Action Foundation, and I'm passionate about working with girls and young women to make the world a better place. Saman, you're currently the senior, uh, the executive director, right, right? at Girls Action Foundation. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been uh, in that position? I've been there for two and a half years, since okay. January 2012. Okay. And what is what do you do? What's a, a day in your position? <laughs> so Girls Action Foundation is a national charity organization that supports the leadership and healthy development of girls and young women across Canada. Okay. We work directly uh, by implementing programs for girls and young women that build on their strengths, mm -hmm. and also in collaboration with a national network of more than 300 partner organizations across the country. Mm -hmm. So together we're supporting a movement for girls and young women's empowerment and development. And a day in my life is uh, managing a lot of different things. So being executive director means you have to know uh, everything about the organization, the right. programs, projects, fundraising, writing reports. Then there's the admin and HR um, right. issues. So it's dealing with a lot of different things, responding to emails, mm -hmm. meetings, um, and also thinking about the projects and what we want to do in the future. Right. You have a lot of uh, experience in this because uh, I saw a bit of your bio and mm -hmm. it seems like you've always had um, pretty significant roles in different organizations that help to make our world a better place. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> my first job was back in Pakistan, my home country, and it was similar kind of work. I was working on a project that supported the empowerment of girls in Pakistan, um, young girls belonging to marginalized communities. I worked there for six years, so that formed the basis of my work, but I've also worked in Geneva at the World Economic Forum and at the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, TB, and Malaria. Those two were not so related to my passion of working with young people, but okay. they gave me significant experience on project management, dealing with people, building communities. Mm -hmm. um, so I learned a lot from those experiences. Okay, so your passion is more for children. Yes, children and young people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what drives you? I mean, how did you get into this in the first place? I think it's a series of events and quite a few people who got me to where I am. Um, growing up in Pakistan, you know, I could see gender discrimination very overtly all around me and I could see what impact it has on girls and how it reduces their potential and limits what they're able to do. Uh, so I saw that all around me while I was growing up, but at the same time I had powerful role models in my family. Okay. My mother and grandmother were strong activists for women's rights. They got oh, nice. beaten up, tear gassed, went to jail protesting for women's rights and human rights. And they were also supported by the men in their family. So it wasn't just women, it was my father, my grandfather who were full advocates for women's rights. Okay. So I was growing up in this environment where on the one hand you see that there is gender discrimination, but in your family you see that we will struggle to change the situation. Mm -hmm. So from uh, an early stage, I always wanted to work for children and especially girls. And I wasn't quite sure what it would mean later on, but it was something that I was really passionate about from the start. Okay. And you did your studies here at McGill, mm -hmm. correct? Um, how did you make the switch from Pakistan to Montreal? 
<laughs> I was just thrown into it, so I had to make the switch. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, it was a decision to come here, but I had no idea what I was getting into. Okay. So, um, but coming here and learning, um, you know, the studies and the life experiences of being in North America, it, right. it was a completely different experience. So I learned a lot from it. Okay. Mm. And what about these passions of yours for kids and children? Um, how did you progress in that in Montreal? I mean, you didn't start with the Girls Action Foundation right away, did you? Well, it was my first full-time job after okay. I moved back to Montreal. Um, and I was, of course, looking for something with girls, working with girls and young women. But um, from outside, I think one gets, to, gets the idea that Canada is very progressive and has made significant advances and gender discrimination is not such a big problem. Right. And I know that's an opinion not just from outside, but even within Canada, we're often faced with why girls, you know? Why do we still need to work for and with girls. Right. They're going to school, they're getting their career, they're getting education, mm -hmm. they're getting the right to vote, the right to speak out, so we don't really need to do anything about the situation. But when you're in the situation and you are uh, in an organization that is working for and with girls and is doing research and analysis right. on the issues, you realize that they're really still big issues and big challenges right. and girls in Canada still face significant challenges to growing to their full potential. Mm -hmm. When you look at the stats, right? I I, I've seen some pretty alarming statistics. Some of the statistics are very disturbing. I, uh, one of them that really is shocking is that girls are four times as likely as boys to be sexually abused. And 75% of the time it's from a family or a, a friend. Right. Um, then there's the whole tragic situation of missing and murdered indigenous women. You know, a large number of them are young women under 30. Right. And girls face lots of problems um, in, you know, their safety. They, they face violence. They face different, um, uh, different constraints in their education. Mm -hmm. A quarter of girls of grade 10 in Canada don't feel safe in school. I mean, that's pretty shocking because right. that's where they spend most of their day. And if they don't feel safe, it's going to have an effect on their mental health, their physical mm -hmm. health, their career prospects. So there's still a lot of issues which are all very interlinked that right. we have to deal with. And we have to, as a nation, we have to address those issues. And until every girl and boy is treated equally and cherished, mm -hmm. we shouldn't become complacent and say the situation right. is fine. And like you said, because it's Canada, I think people don't really think that these things are happening, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and yes, I mean, even for myself, when I started uh, the show and even my blog, some people have said, why women only? And mm -hmm. why, I mean, is, is uh, sexism even an issue anymore, mm -hmm. you know? So I do think that there's this belief that we're just so, you know, progressive mm -hmm. that these things don't happen. And uh, it's not accurate. girls actually see the need for um, girls and young women to have role models and mentors and to find support within their communities so they can really develop their full potential. Because I think when you look at the situation and the statistics and all the, uh, the negatives, you fall uh, into a trap of looking at girls as victims, but they're not. They're really girls and young women are strong and resilient and are leaders. Uh, so we really need to give them the support they need to develop that potential fully. Right, right. And, you know, the women in your family, they were able to have this impact on you. And we mm -hmm. can see that women who are leaders, how much they can change the world, mm -hmm. starting with their own children. Mm -hmm, and sure. so the impact is not just for women, you yes. know. It, it does become more global when you look at it long term. And with all this going on and you're in a way, taking care of so many people, how do you find time to balance with your personal life? 
I think uh, everyone needs to find some time <laughs> for their personal life and even if you have to force yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, since a couple of years, I've found one way that really helps me and I've started taking lessons in Indian classical dance. Oh, okay. So I just force myself that I have to go to my lesson two or three times a week and that's mm -hmm. one time where I shut up every other thought because it t takes so much concentration to right. get that mind-body uh, coordination. Okay. And I enjoy it so much that I am not thinking of anything else and that really really gives me time for myself and to okay. um, to put away all other thoughts. I can imagine this very necessary, not just uh, for physical health, but also, mm -hmm. like you said, peace of mind and close off everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you must come uh, across uh, disturbing information sometimes when you look at, you know, we were talking about statistics mm -hmm. and uh, some alarming information. So I, I can imagine that wanting to... Yeah. <laughs> Close it's, everything it's hard off. to leave work, you know, even when I'm at home or I'm anywhere else that I just keep thinking of work, but I found this outlet that helps me stop thinking of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is a class here in Montreal? Yes. Oh, okay. A classical Indian Classical dance. Indian dance. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I should try that. <laughs> Do you get it's a good great. workout from it? Oh, for sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mm -hmm. So what? Uh, what can we expect next from you, other projects? Because it seems like every couple of years you seem to take a new, uh, <laughs> a new project that you face head on. Well, I'm really enjoying the work right now and we're working on some very exciting uh, projects. So mm -hmm. I'd like to see them to completion and I'd like to see Girls Action Foundation as a stronger, more prominent organization in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point also, I'd like to go back to Pakistan and restart the work that I was doing because it got discontinued after I left. Okay. So at some point, I'd like to go back and restart it because the need is immense there also. And right. um, I'd like to make sure that girls in Pakistan get opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, how can people help if uh, the viewers that are watching from Montreal want to get involved in Girls Foundation or maybe in something else that's for uh, young girls, what, what would you suggest? Uh, I would suggest, I mean, the easiest way is to volunteer. It's to find time for a cause that's important for you. And we are really lucky, <clears throat> we're really blessed to have a lot of volunteers at all levels, right down from, you know, office admin support to lawyers to other kinds of experts who give their time. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, anyone can give their time and come in and give a helping hand, either for us or, as I said, we have a network of 300 organizations across Canada. So wherever people are in Canada, we could connect them to an organization that is doing work on, in their communities. Okay, or so across the nation. Yes. Okay. So I think that's the easiest way is to volunteer. And if there are people who are wanting to do work with girls or already doing it in their communities, they can join our network. And, you know, we keep our network members engaged. We keep them informed about what's going on. Mm -hmm. We invite them to our events and activities and have partnerships with them for special projects. Okay. And uh, for someone who's still career-oriented, um, would they take the same route for someone who's looking for an actual career and maybe more than just a volunteer work? Mm -hmm. I think for a career, uh, everyone needs to look at what they're passionate about. Because mm -hmm. if you find a job that you're excited about, then it doesn't remain a job. It right. really becomes your passion. So if this is your passion, then um, find something. And I think volunteering is a good entryway to get into whatever you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're not so lucky with jobs, but if you start volunteering, then you get more connections, you get more experience, you get to know the people, the work, and then you have better chances of finding a career in that field. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, that makes sense. Your fit would be 
already in the door, mm -hmm. correct? And we've had a few volunteers who've then become staff members. So. Oh, really? Okay. How long has the Girls, um, Girls Action Foundation been around? It started in 1995 as a summer camp for girls. So okay. we're going to be celebrating our 20th oh. uh, birthday <laughs> next year. Does it still have a summer camp? Well, not the summer camp, no, but okay. we do have programs for girls in schools in Montreal. Okay. So throughout the academic year, we have partnerships with, uh, this year we've had partnerships with four schools in Montreal, where throughout the academic year, we deliver weekly programs for girls, which give girls a safe space where they can share, express themselves, and, and take on little projects that they want to do, make a video, perform a skit, they have a photo voice uh, essay, okay. or, or something else that they <laughs> want to do. Okay. So we do have those programs with girls uh, directly in schools in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it, that's how it started as a summer That's camp. how it started. And it started in Ottawa with three students at the University of Ottawa okay. who were studying women's studies and they realized that the education system doesn't address the needs of girls. So they started a summer camp. And as they met more and more people who were doing similar kind of work, there was this need of having a network. So Girls Action Foundation really became an organization with a mandate to bring together a network of organizations across country who are working with girls and young women. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a valuable you know, organization in Canada. And I, I've actually gone to some of the events and seen the amazing women mm -hmm. that were part of that, that mm -hmm. network. And um, you know the sponsors that were involved, and it's really nice to see um, women, but not just women, just people coming together for that cause and to uh, empower women and educate them and and uh, help with resources and so on. So it's it's nice that so many people are getting involved, and I think more and more women are are also getting involved in the cause and not just thinking mm -hmm. about themselves, mm -hmm. you know. So it's a really nice organization. Thank you, <laughs> it is. So on that note, <laughs> why do you think that women or people in general should get involved in female empowerment? Um, as I said, the statistics are really, you know, um, quite sad when you look at girls and young women and they're not being helped to achieve their full potential. So if half of a nation or society is not reaching their full potential and is held back because of various constraints such as, you know, there's this, the big systemic barriers such as poverty, um, mm -hmm. being racialized, belonging to a rural community or the colonization of indigenous peoples, there's huge systemic barriers as well as individual barriers that girls and young women face. Mm -hmm. So if half of a nation faces barriers that restrict them from growing to their full potential, can you imagine uh, what, you know, what kind of a setback that is for the nation? Right. And imagine if th that half was given um, the full freedom to reach their potential, what we would be. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, and it, the first thing that comes to mind right now is the salary discrepancies between yes. men and women, especially in Quebec. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I only found this out a few years ago and I was quite surprised that mm -hmm. this was still happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a and lot of work left. if you look left. at top leadership positions, there's so many more men than women. So young women don't find as many role models growing up. Mm -hmm. And you know, they do, girls are, a lot of girls are completing their education, but when they get into careers, they don't get the same kind of jobs or salaries that their male counterparts do. Mm -hmm. Well, Saman, you're definitely a role model and I think a wonderful leader for young girls to look up to. And I hope that people get inspired by all the positive work you've done, uh, not just in Canada. Um, and 
it's it's amazing. I'm definitely feeling inspired. <laughs> do you want to volunteer? <laughs> yes, I would. I've actually contacted, you know what? I've contacted the um, Big Sister program. They told mm -hmm. me they had enough women volunteers. <laughs> and then <laughs> I've, uh, I have contacted. I know. I thought it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, but I want to volunteer. <laughs> and they said no. We always have a lot of volunteers, but there's always space for more. Okay, great. Yeah. The music to my ears. <laughs> and uh, definitely, I have uh, spoken to, I think, uh, one of your colleagues, Juniper, and mm -hmm. about uh, volunteering more, more time there and being involved. Uh, because I do believe in the organization. I think it's it's very constructive and it's important and it's a it's a need that's unfortunately sometimes overlooked mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. um, so continue with the positive work. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for coming on Couch Talk today and talking about it. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure. And thank you to you guys for joining us on another episode of Couch Talk. And I hope you are feeling inspired to take part in your community and do some good. Thanks. <laughs> Wish to see you, wish to see you, may all the colors. <laughs>